Um, I want to explain some of the information about the injections because uh, I saw there was a little bit of uh, confusion uh, on Tuesday. So I want to get into that. I want to get into some of our marketing stuff that we got going on um, and a lot more. Like we, We've made a ton of progress since uh, last Thursday and I'm excited to get into it. So uh, and also I believe this is going to be the last AMA that we do on Telegram exclusively. Uh, next week AMA is going to be done on YouTube. We may uh, like dual cast on Telegram as well, but we got uh, the avatar and uh, I got my OBS and all that set up uh, to be able to use the VTuber avatar. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, definitely for next Thursday, we're going to be uh, doing that. I'm looking forward to that. So I got a lot to cover. Let me just, I just put out the tweet. Let me, um, let me write it in the call group that we're live here. Yeah, but we got a lot to discuss today. Big pumps in the market, too. You know, this is... Uh... Essentially, the, um, you know, the inflation data, right? That's what's driving the market these days more than anything. Inflation data. So, uh... Letting people know we're live. Oops. All right, guys. About 10 seconds. We'll get this going. Okay, let's go. We're going to have more people coming in, but, um, uh, you know, we can get started now. So, the migration... Um, the, the stable swap migration process is completed. The development is completed. Uh, the testing is completed. We uh, did uh, our own internal tests on our side. We had um, our, our partner devs also um, uh, test it and do you know uh, audits on the, the migration process. And then we even had uh, members of the community uh, do the migration with just small amounts of their balance to test it on mainnet on our real contracts, uh, just to leave no doubt. And uh, it's working perfectly. Um, it's a very simple process. So the way it works is there, there will be a button for migrations. 
you click migrate, it will pop up a dialog box with just a simple set of instructions, basically uh, confirm, next, confirm, next, confirm, next. And it's going to take you through the whole process of and it's gonna it's fully automated right so we wanted to make it um we, we wanted to make it so it takes no thought and there's no ability to uh, mess it up right so to make it as easy as possible we've automated the full process so uh it will you you will click migrate it will pop up a dialog box that that has you confirm a, a seven step process and the initial step is it it's removing your stake it's unpairing it it's pairing it in the stable swap pool and then it's staking the new stable swap lp uh well it's approving the new stable swap lp and then it's staking the stable swap lp so it's uh it's seven steps all together um and it's uh it's essentially impossible to uh to mess up right so uh there's never any even in this case any um custodial uh ownership of the tokens going on so um this is all being done on your side we've just automated it to make it as simple as possible now um how we're going to ensure that people migrate over is uh, um, on next Thursday at noon EST, which is when we're going to do the migration. We're going to be shutting down the APY for people that have not migrated. So essentially, we had to create new pools, right? Because uh, whenever you have a new asset being staked, in this case, the stable swap LP, you need a new pool for that. So the migration, as far as the dashboard goes, uh, will not uh, be, uh, you're not going to have to work with multiple dashboards like you would normally have to if there were multiple pools uh, because we're making it very simple. But when you do the migration, technically on the back end, you are going into a different pool. Uh, so the way that we're incentivizing people to move over is that on Thursday at noon next, uh, next week, we're going to be stopping the APY for people that have not migrated yet. So um, because it's technically a new pool, we're going to give people an hour grace period where they'll be able to migrate where the APY will have been stopped for people that have not migrated and the APY will not have been started yet for the people that have migrated. And there will be a grace period there. And the reason for doing this is because since it's technically a new pool, the people... Uh, the, uh, as people migrate over, their APY is going to be dependent on how many other people are in that pool. So we don't want to create a scenario where the first person that migrates, so say someone's an insider, 
and they get they're 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 very quick on being able to migrate. We don't want them to migrate over and be the only person in the pool for a couple blocks and get the full uh, allocation of reward tokens for those blocks only going to one person, right? So to prevent any kind of insider shenanigans or anything like that, we're giving a one-hour grace period where everybody that migrates over uh, will be on the same page when the rewards go live. That way... um, there's no scenario where one or two people or a small handful of people are getting all of the APY for a couple blocks, right? So um, just like when we go went live with Animal Farm, we gave a hour-long grace period for people to enter the pools before the emissions start. It's going to be the same thing. So next week on Thursday at noon, we're going to shut down the APY for people that haven't migrated. And one hour after that, we're going to start the APY for people that have migrated. And the reason why you want to be there for this is because although there's a one-hour grace period where the majority of people should be able to migrate over, of course not everybody will be able to migrate over because people, you know, they may be busy, whatever the case is. They may not, they may not be paying attention, whatever the case is that, that, uh, that means that they're not migrating within that hour. The people that do migrate over within that hour uh, will get a higher APY than they would have before the migration because there's less pe- there'll be less people in the pool. Now, this is also an opportunity for people that might not be in the stable pools to decide. Okay, now I want to you know I I want to take advantage of this. Let me get in the stable pools uh, because I can get in in that first hour and get that uh, increased APY. So not only is it a benefit. To the whole project, because we'll be able to earn yield on the back end, increased yield relative to what we were earning before because of the improvements that they made to the stable swap uh, pool. Also, the people that do it uh, early and are there on time will get a an increased APY for that period of time. And most importantly, new people who want to get into Animal Farm with stablecoins but have not been able to because you cannot create stablecoin pairing on the old pools, old pools anymore, PancakeSwap. So if someone wants to get into Animal Farm right now with stablecoins, they cannot do it, right? Their only option is to create a stable swap pair, which is not yet being supported by our platform, but will be starting next Thursday. And we have um, a benefit here uh, as a uh, early adopter of the stable swap uh, pairing, because a lot of the other uh, platforms out there have not yet integrated the new stable swap uh, pairing, so that's great for us because there'll be some people that were in other projects, for example, that uh, have the old stable swap LPs and um, not maximally benefiting from it, and they will be attracted to our platform because now we're one of the few projects that is supporting the new stable swap LPs and we can uh, allow them to optimize their yields and optimize their earning potential on those new stable swap LPs. So it's good all the way around. And this is going live next Thursday at noon. On Monday, 
will be releasing a medium article with a full breakdown of all of the the technical details uh an easy tutorial type of um uh breakdown in the medium article so people uh that will be uh an educational resource and we're going to be spending the next week uh just making sure the community is educated and up to date and on board with how this is going to go uh Another reason why this is a major positive is because the uh, the people that are currently in stablecoin pairings on Animal Farm will be essentially whitelisted from the deposit fee on the new pairs. So um, because this is a migration where we uh, are essentially evolving with the space. We're we're not charging people that were in the old stablecoin pools for uh, to do a deposit in the new ones, right? This is, uh, of course, this takes extra work, right? This is one of the reasons why we couldn't just do it overnight. It takes extra work. We need to pull all of that data. We need to import all of that data into the new uh, the new MasterChef contracts and pools. We need to um, it, it's it's significant work to do this right, and we are um, you know dedicated to doing everything in the most optimal way. Uh, so this is why we took a couple weeks to do it, uh, but because we did it the right way. Your, people that are currently in the stable stock pairing will not need to pay additional fees, right? You, uh, there will be the uh, the withdrawal fee because uh, we have no way to uh, to whitelist that, right? Because once you've deposited to the contract, to exit to the contract, you have to pay the withdrawal fee. That's hard-coded into the contract. But uh, that gets offset by not having to pay the deposit fee. And it's a major benefit because what this is going to do is create a major injection for the pig pen because those withdrawal fees, of course, um, the the vast majority, but something like ninety percent of it, uh, goes towards. Um, actually, I think uh, off the top of my head, I think it's something like seventy percent goes to pig pen injections, twenty percent goes to uh, dogs buybacks, something like this. The vast majority of it uh, goes to. Uh, pig pen injections and uh, uh, buying back and adding liquidity to dogs. So um, it's the the capital that will be um, uh, that will be essentially accessed through this migration is going back to the user in the form of BUSD injections of pig pen and. Um, buyback and adding of liquidity to the dogs token so at the end of the day the users benefit from this all the way around right there's really no downside to this uh other than it's a bit of a hassle to have to migrate but this is um you know this is the space right it's a fast moving space and we have to move with it so uh we're feeling really good about it um uh, as I said, it's been tested uh, multiple times. It's been tested on testnet. It's been tested, uh, uh, you know, in simulation. It's been tested by our dev team. 
and it's even been tested on mainnet with real accounts in real pools, just migrating 0.001% of, of a couple of volunteers' funds just to test it on uh, our live contracts, just to leave no doubt. And um, also, it, 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 of course, we're interested in the security side of things, but by the time we get to the point where the customer, where the, the user is testing it, we already know it's, it's right from a security aspect. Uh, it was more about getting their feedback on the process and what we could do to make the process uh, a little more intuitive and simple, right? And, um, and that was good because we did get some feedback that we are uh, implementing. Um, uh, essentially, the feedback that we got, you know, not to get into too much detail, is just essentially uh, if you get halfway through the process and, you, uh, and then you stop for whatever reason, you close your browser or whatever, and then you hit migrate again, it's going to want to start you at, at one again. And you have to skip to level three manually. And uh, the feedback we got is essentially if you could kind of automate it so it knows where the person is in the process. So for whatever reason, their computer crashes or whatever, and they come back to it, it's going to uh, start them off at the process where they were at. They don't have to manually click it. So that's a little feedback that we got from the testing. And uh, I think it's useful feedback that we're going to uh, implement in the uh, the live model. Um, so that's that. Um, we have had a ton of uh, progress as far as development um, all the way around. So uh, let me stick with Animal Farm. Uh, with uh, so we had to make a decision whether we were going to decide because we have three dev teams working for us right now. Okay. So we have a, a four man dev team that's working on drip. We have a two man dev team that's working on animal farm, uh, a back end dev and a front end dev. The front end dev is a full-time student plus has a full-time job and uh, he's, you know, made a commitment to his job so he can't just quit. So, uh, and, and these two developers are also the developers that built Scratchy. So we had to make a decision uh, what the next step was for us. Should we focus on, with this two-band dev team, to build out the next thing for Animal Farm or should we put their focus right on going to Scratchy? And what we decided is the dev who is uh, a full-time student and also a uh, uh, has a full-time job, he's the front-end dev for Animal Farm. He's also the front-end dev for Scratchy. What we decided for him is that um, either he will decide to do some of the work that needs to be done with Scratchy as far as the front end. All of the dashboards are built for Scratchy. All of the actual uh, hard uh, functionality side of the UI and front end is done for Scratchy. We need things like the landing page, the home page, the cosmetic user interface stuff still done. And um, then the backend dev, he's fully committed, right? He's, he's fully uh, on our team, ready to go. And we have to decide, do we do the next thing with them for Animal Farm or do we focus on Scratchy? And what we decided was, let's look at what we have available right now that can go live on Animal Farm 
essentially today, if uh, if assuming the tests went well and all of that, and um, and where Scratchy is, and what we decided was let's um, let's take a look at the state of dogs roulette because we haven't been paying attention to dogs roulette for about eight months, uh, something like that, maybe six months. The developer of Dogs Roulette is not, uh, we're not working with him anymore, but Dogs Roulette, um, uh, last time I spoke with him about it was, uh, was completed. It just needed testing. So to kind of refresh myself on that, I went back, I went over the contracts. I spoke with, uh, uh, Maje, right. Who's a member of our community who helped me do some of the math, uh, side of, um, uh, of dogs roulette and also scratchy for that matter and um and i got brought up uh i just you know had a refresher conversation and um we are we are pretty confident that dogs roulette is finished and from a contract perspective and all it needs is testing so what we decided to do is have the um the v2 animal farm uh back end dev to start testing on dogs roulette today i have a meeting with him when we get out of this uh this voice chat uh because scratchy even when we're finished with testing and a few other things we still have to do the raise we still have to do the promo which is going to take a month or whatever if we can get dogs roulette out or at least get it prepared to be out in a in a week then of course it makes sense to do that rather than uh, putting it off for months, right? So uh, and, and the thing is, we have so many different products that are in the end stages of development that um, it's about having developers to uh, uh, to be able to uh, to get it out, right? So uh, it's really just making a decision on where do what. Uh, what are we going to have the most uh, impact on for our uh, developer resources? So we decided it makes sense because since Dogs Roulette is uh, finished from a contract perspective, only needs testing, we're going to have the, and since Scratchy still needs some UI work to be done, we're going to have the backend dev for Animal Farm who's also the backend dev for Scratchy, start testing the Dogs Roulette game this afternoon. And the front-end dev for uh, Scratchy and V2 Animal Farm is going to put his focus on Scratchy to get the UI stuff that needs to be finished finished. That way, we're killing two birds with one stone and able to get out uh, Dogs Roulette uh, much faster because it's ready to go. So we don't want to wait till Scratchy's over to do that. Um now, uh, so so that's the state with those two developers. Then we have uh, the four-man dev team who's working on Drip right now. Um, I'll, I'll get to that after I'm done speaking on Animal Farm. And then we have um, three additional developers who are available right now. Uh, the thing is, two of them are front-end devs. Very, very skilled talented front-end devs that do great work that we want to work with, but um, but you can't have two front-end devs, right? You need a back-end dev, too. So, uh, yesterday, we interviewed a, uh, a back-end dev that was able to provide four other projects he's built, 
Um, he looked very competent. And what we're going to uh, end up doing uh, for Animal Farm is pairing this uh, developer that I just mentioned with one of the two front-end devs that we have available right now to work on the single asset lending for Animal Farm. So this way, all at the same time, we have a four-man dev team working on Drip. We have a two-man dev team working on the single asset lending for Animal Farm. And we have the back-end testing for, uh, for Dogs Roulette happening. So we can try to get that out very shortly. Uh, while the front-end side of Scratchy is being worked on. And that, uh, I said that we had two front-end devs that are available. The, um, the other front-end that's available is going to work with the, um, the back-end dev for Dogs Roulette to do the, the, the front-end aspect of Dogs Roulette. So we, uh, right now, we're already working uh, pretty efficiently, right? We have uh, two dev teams working full-time, and we have a few other developers that are available that just became available because the stable swap uh, uh, migration and testing was just finished. So uh, this afternoon, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna have the backend dev uh, starting to work on Dodge Roulette and um, get the front end dev uh, uh, on board working with Dodge Roulette as well. And we're gonna have three dev teams working at the same time on Drip, Dodge Roulette. And the single asset lending for Animal Farm. And um, this way, and, and they're all relatively close to being finished, right? And and one of the devs will be working on front-end stuff for Scratchy as well. Uh, once the dog roulette is out, then the back-end dev that built Scratchy will put his focus back on Scratchy. But all that really needs to be done with Scratchy from a back-end perspective is testing, right? So we need to get some audits done. We need to do the raises. We need to do the front end work, but uh, Scratchy is, uh, we've been 90% complete with Scratchy for, for months now, for like five or six months, but uh, Animal Farm, um, it's always something, right? It was um, the migration with the uh, with the syrup pools, and then it's a migration with uh, the stable swab, but, uh, you know, the great thing is, we prepared our new V2 contracts to be extremely flexible as far as doing uh, new migrations. So it will never be the case where we have to do the kind of thing where tokens are paused or anything like that. Uh, so it's a whole different uh, you know, scenario that we're in as opposed to the other migrations, but it's still, uh, it still takes development work, which we had to take developers who would have been working on Scratchy to do this, right? But we're working extremely efficient now, and uh, I would say within a week from now, we're going to have all of the dev teams fully occupied, uh, eight or nine devs working full-time on our behalf getting these things done. Uh, and we already have six developers working full-time on our behalf uh, getting things done right now. Um, so we feel great from a, from a, uh, a development perspective, and... We're getting a ton done that we were not able to do in the past. Uh, you know, uh, I cannot give enough praise to BP, our new project manager. Uh, 
uh, he has been kicking ass. So uh, before the holidays, he came on. He had to kind of get up to speed with things. Uh, we were spending uh, – we had fired our previous marketing manager. So he was having to handle a lot of the marketing management along with me. And we were spending essentially all day uh, interviewing, trying to find new marketing managers, trying to create marketing opportunities. Uh, and it was just taking up all of our time. Um, now, since he's been caught up to date with everything, and we've got with a new marketing uh, management team, who's not just one person uh, working management, but a whole team, we have made a ton of progress because uh, they have been able to focus on the marketing aspect with feedback from us. And uh, me and BP have been able to really focus on the development side of things and the uh, the ideas and the overall uh, vision side of things. Uh, so uh, from a, a, a marketing perspective, uh, we have some big moves coming up. So for one, we got the, uh, the VTuber avatar made for my character. I call him Zim John Ill, right? Because it's just hilarious to me. But it's, uh, yeah, I'll post a picture of it. It's just so funny. You guys are going to love it. And what it does is it gives us an ability to have a visual representation on interviews. So, for example, we have some really big YouTube uh, interviews coming up. Altcoin uh, um, Buzz, Crypto Banter. We have multiple top five crypto YouTubers uh, right now on the books scheduled that I'll be giving dates for when we get a little bit closer to them. But uh, we, ha we have them locked in. And the, the sticking point that we were kind of having with them is that they uh, – their interview style is uh, two people sitting on camera having an interview, right? That's like, you know, you never see a BitBoy interview, for example, where it's uh, one person using like a, uh, a, a Google chat avatar, right? Uh, meaning like a flat image, right? It's just not the quality of content that they want to be putting out. And that was a little bit of a sticking point for us because uh, obviously to dox myself uh, and to dox our team would be extremely limited moving forward and opens up a major attack vector to our projects, right? There's geo-located uh, or, or, or geocentric um, uh, uh, regulation that you now become uh, potentially subject to. Uh, it becomes an attack vector. Uh, say my project manager got a DUI when he was 20 years old, or I'm just saying some random stupid thing that's coming to, to mind. They'll use that against us. Look, these guys are criminals. Or, you know, you see what I'm saying? As far as I know, there's nothing like that on anybody on our team. But I'm just giving an example of how they will use the personalities of a project to, uh, to smear it and to use it as an attack vector. And if you just don't give them that and you make the utility – and the functionality of your project, the centerpiece of it, and not personalities, uh, that's when you limit the attack vectors to issues with the functionality of the project. And we believe we have a highly functional, strong uh, project, so there, there is no attack vector there from a criticizing standpoint. So 
there's a lot of reasons why it, it makes sense to remain a, uh, a, a team that's, that remains uh, private, right? And as far as I'm concerned, that is the ethos of DeFi and the ethos of crypto, right? It's supposed to be uh, a trustless model. It's not supposed to be based on uh, the personalities of the people involved with the project. I do think that uh, it does matter from an investor standpoint, who are the developers, who is the uh, person that's, you know, speaking on behalf of the project and all of this. But it should be based on their actions as the developer and on what they are able to deliver. Uh, And to do that, in order to have the focus be on that exclusively, you need to... uh, you need to be an anon dev, effectively, an anon team. Uh, now, we have done some things behind the scenes that make us more attractive to uh, to streamers that only want to work with Docs teams. And um, one of those is the, uh, the VTuber avatar that we have. So at least we can appear on the channel with them and give an interview style where, uh, where it's two... two uh, people, uh, um, two people appearing on camera, and they can use their template that they're used to, right? So uh, we've already had a lot of success uh, with scheduling. Now that we are able to get on camera using this uh, this this cool avatar, uh, basically basically a VTuber avatar, and uh, really it just took the right people reaching out as well. We were. Uh, you know, the people that we were, uh, the two marketing managers that we brought on uh, previously, uh, one of them had no experience working with crypto projects, but he had some experience in uh, affiliate marketing, right? So he uh, he was able to provide some value there, but when it came to reaching out to major crypto influencers, he was severely lacking in uh, the skills required to get them to say yes, essentially. And um, the marketing manager that we hired after that, we essentially sniped him from a big corporate project. And it was, uh, uh, we realized after a couple of weeks, we, that, that didn't last long because we realized after a couple of weeks, you know, he was used to working in a crypto environment uh, where essentially, uh, not a crypto environment, sorry, a corporate environment where essentially uh, if you look busy, you're getting things done when the reality is just because you look busy, just because you're getting things done doesn't mean you're actually bringing you value. So uh, the issue with that was um, it just just a lack of delivery, a lot of busy work, a lack of real delivery. And um, so we kept searching and we uh, got in contact with uh, this this new firm that we've been working with. We, we basically... Uh, agreed to work with them right before the holidays. They did some testing over the holidays as far as uh, running some 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 uh, promos, some YouTube promos, some stuff like that, just to get uh, just to get some data to start working with. And uh, we got access to that data. And what we determined from that data is in this market condition, we need to focus less on volume and focus more on influence. So uh, I'll give the example. When we're when you're in a major bull market, 
and people are just buying anything that comes across their their door then you want to focus a lot on volume you want all of the youtube channels no matter how shitty they are to be making videos about your project because people that have no clue about crypto that have no clue about DeFi, are just going to go on youtube click in DeFi, clip you know DeFi, crypto whatever and they'll come across a video and they'll have you know they might have no idea if this person is legitimate uh if they have any real influence if the views are bonded or whatever they're just they want to buy something they see crypto moving they hear about all their friends talking about it and the first video they come across promoting a crypto project they're gonna buy in these market conditions you need to focus more on people that have strong organic communities and influence where they're focused on uh looking for quality in a market where you're not going to find a lot of opportunities. So uh, the the schedule that they had worked out was uh, initially, uh, uh, you know, during the holidays after, uh, before we got the data back, but uh, while that stuff was running, just because I wanted them to make a schedule, was uh, a shitload of... Uh, youtubers like three four youtube videos a week but uh lower quality influencers influencers that yeah they may have thirty thousand followers they may have sixty thousand followers but how many of them are actually going to result in an onboarding right as opposed to someone like array right bartertown who uh whose viewer base is organic and they trust him because he served them for years and brought them quality after quality after quality for a long time. And when he says something, it means something. And uh, they they will take action based on his words. Now, uh, it's important to focus on guys like Bartertown, but there are big YouTubers who have this kind of influence as well. And, and mostly just because they're, they're you know top five, top 10 YouTubers. So the feedback that I had from... Uh, from the data and that I gave to the market team is, okay, uh, let's not focus on doing four videos a week. Let's focus on doing at least one video a week and have it be a very high quality video. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, if we can get two a week, that's great, but we don't want to just be spamming and, and wasting money on people that have no real influence that are not actually going to result on onboarding. So this is the uh, approach that we're going to take. And as I said, we got uh, uh, altcoin buzz. We got uh, crypto banter. Uh, we got, uh, we reached out to Wendy, right? Who uh, I believe her name is Crypto Wendy, Wendy something. Uh, we've had a lot of success. We're in a meeting right now with BitBoy's uh, management team. And these people are people that, that, that shut us down essentially, uh, uh, when the other management firms uh, reached out because they just did not do it in the appropriate way. Uh, with this firm, we're having real success and we're in meetings with these people and we've already locked in two of them. We've already locked in uh, Crypto Banter and Altcoin Buzz, which are uh, Crypto Banter, I think is like the number three most popular crypto YouTuber. So we're ha having major success here and um, you guys are going to see it start to play out uh, over the over this month. Um, so... Uh, 
we're feeling really good about that. Uh, another thing that we're doing is we set up some scripts, which are essentially uh, scraping search engine optimization data on the most, uh, uh, the highest performing as far as um, uh, click engagement. Uh, so, so essentially we're looking at the top DeFi projects we're looking at their their uh, search optimization uh, terms that they're utilizing, and every three days we're scraping this data so we can then implement it in our uh, SEO. And we are we have already started uh, just today actually uh, uh, paying for sponsorship on Google and other uh, platforms such as YouTube, and uh, it's been up for. Uh, I, you know, it, it it went up like right, like maybe ten minutes before I got into this uh, VC, and we already had uh, over a hundred engagements on Google. So uh, it's already starting to work. So uh, essentially, what I mean is, someone put in uh, one of our SEO terms, which could be DeFi, crypto, uh, whatever they are. They're going to be updating every three days, and from one of those terms found our platform, our link, and clicked on it. So we're already having, uh, we're already seeing uh, this start to play out, and we just did it 10 minutes ago. So this uh, this firm that we're working with really, really, uh, I feel, uh, has a lot of potential. Uh, they're on it. You know, they're, they are on the same page with us. They're getting paid uh, 5% of the dev fee. So they're not getting paid any flat rates. And what this means is they only get paid based on what they're able to bring to the table as far as capital onboarding. So they're absolutely uh, with us, on the same page with us, and they've been uh, great to work with and uh, very motivated. They have uh, content creators who are working on various content for us, uh, for like YouTube thumbnails, for uh, social media posts. Uh, all of that stuff, uh, you know, someone from the community just made the one that I posted today, but uh, stuff like this, stuff stuff that we can include in our tweets, uh, because I hate giving, I call it a naked tweet, right? You do a tweet that doesn't have some sort of image or media associated with it, it just goes right past people. They don't, they, it, you know, they just skip right past it, basically. If you have some cool imagery, some cool media, something associated with the post, it catches people's eyes. So, uh, they're providing content for, for this, right, moving forward. And uh, really, it's uh, marketing has been a, a struggle because we're not willing to uh, accept anything less than, uh, th than the most optimal use of our budget. So we're not going to be paying people to be doing busy work. We're not going to be paying people to... Uh, be doing failed outreach, right? Uh, so we give people a chance. After a couple months, you know, the la the not the last guy, but the guy before that, we had to get rid of him. You know, we gave him a few chances. Uh, the last guy, he only lasted like three weeks or something. We got rid of him because we're just not, you know, when I when we're talking about the budget. Uh, I treat it as if uh, when I 
spend money on this if I was coming straight out of my pocket, right? And it needs to make sense uh, because uh, I want to get the, the most bang for our buck and I'm not willing to uh, to compromise on that. So what that means is it takes time to get the right people on board that could deliver that for you. And uh, we've, you know, it's been a process, but we are very happy with the people that we've, uh, that we're, that we're working with right now. Uh, also, just the prices in general are better. Uh, so they're, you know, they're not uh, middleman skimming and all that stuff. So, uh, so that's great from that perspective. Uh, now, let me talk about uh, uh, fiat on ramps. So, uh, the current status with fiat on ramps is uh, we have been approved by two. Uh, we decided not to apply to one of them, and we uh, we have a backup option which we have not applied to, which we could apply to. Uh, the two that approved us, the current state is one of them is willing to list us right now. But they cannot do custom contract integration, which means, for example, uh, if someone to, was to use the fiat on ramp to buy drip, they could only buy the drip uh, from PancakeSwap. So they would use their credit or debit card on the fiat on ramp widget, which would be on our site, and then that widget would buy the drip on their behalf from PancakeSwap and send it to their wallet, right? which means the tax would be applied, which means we would not be utilizing our decks, and which means we, we cannot set up additional incentive structures, such as a tax break, if the person that is buying it gets immediately staked in the faucet, for example. And we want to have this back-end functionality. Now, we uh, have another option, which uh, is completely willing to do this back-end functionality, right? Um, the issue is, but it's a trade-off, but I think it's uh, a worthwhile trade-off, but we're working out the details, uh, is they are uh, more expensive. So from a listing perspective, they're like two times more expensive. Uh, and from a fee perspective, they are uh, – like maybe one percent more expensive, so like a uh, a five percent charge instead of a three or four percent charge, right? Uh, which uh, obviously want the best rate, but the benefit there is no KYC and uh, no KYC under two thousand dollars for individual orders, and that's big because what that allows people to do is use. If they want an anonymous uh, fiat on ramp into our assets, they can go buy uh, a couple five hundred dollar uh, prepaid gift cards, right, and use those as debit. And now they have a no KYC, uh, essentially anonymous on ramp fiat on ramp to our assets. And then of course they could use their credit or debit as well. And another thing is the other option has a limit of. I think $9,900 per month, whereas this uh, option has essentially no limit. So 
you would have to KYC if you want to do an order size more than $2,000 uh, in one transaction, I mean. But uh, if you're okay with KYC, you could buy $100,000 worth in one transaction, right? It's uh, it, it's just going to be based on the limitations of your credit or debit card, essentially. Uh, so, uh, so the former... Right, the one that allows for no KYC, uh, the ability for you know uh, for a privacy element, uh, the ability for additional functionality that would allow the purchase to be happened on our native Dex, which means the user, in, in the case of Drip, would not have to pay the ten percent tax because it's coming from our Dex, where you 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 buy from our Dex, it's not uh, taxed. So that's another thing, right? So it, it will cost one or two percent more as far as the fee but you won't have to pay the 10 percent tax so it will cost you like half the price so it's uh so it will be cheaper uh and we can also do things like uh for example give an option when someone is buying on with the fiat on ramp to choose an option do you want to get it to your wallet or get it to the faucet you get it to your wallet it's a regular purchase. Uh, it goes to your wallet. You pay no tax because uh, you just bought it from our decks. Uh, if you decide to to have it credited to you in the faucet, then you only pay an eight percent tax instead of the ten percent tax that you would typically pay if you bought drip from our decks and then staked in the faucet. You're going to pay that ten percent. And what this will do is encourage fresh capital to come into the platform. And we know it's fresh capital because it's coming on through the fiat on ramp. And due to the taxes associated with drip, it doesn't make sense to sell drip just to buy it back with the fiat on ramp to save two percent on staking. That wouldn't make sense. You would end up paying more in taxes. So uh, it would create an incentive and a reward for people that are coming on with fresh capital as opposed to people that are hitting max payout, for example, withdrawing and just setting up a new wallet. So there's some serious benefits there. Now, uh, what we're speaking about with them is the fact, uh, uh, some some technical ways that I think that we uh, we don't even technically need to be listed. We just need to have the ability for B and B to be uh, purchased using the fiat on ramp, and then have it integrated with one of our custom contracts that buys the drip from our decks on behalf of the user and then distributes it in the way we want to distribute it. So because of that, uh, I think we can get the cost way down. Uh, so uh, potentially only pay like uh, $10,000 instead of $150,000 to get all three of the asset list. So uh, so this is something I actually, right before I got this call, I just got it, uh, out of a development meeting with our uh, backend dev that's doing the... Uh, the fiat on ramp uh, contract work about uh, the details whether we could do it in a way where uh, where I was just describing right and the, the specific details of that and um, and we agreed that yes we could do it in that way and it would save us a ton of money so uh, I wrapped up that meeting literally three minutes before I had to go in here so I haven't got a chance to uh, relay that info to the on-ramp providers that we're in negotiations with, but I'm going to be doing that when I get off this call. Uh, so 
basically when I get off this call, I got a few things to do. One, uh, I have to write out this uh, point to the Fiat on-ramp uh, providers. And two, I need to get in the uh, a call with the uh, the back-end and front-end dev for uh, Animal Farm V2. Uh, I just want to uh, talk uh, with the front-end guy about the uh, stable swap migration, even though that's finished. I got a couple of uh, questions I want to run by him. And the back-end dev, uh, I, I got to give him the dog's roulette contract and uh, get him set up tonight to start testing that. And uh, once that's tested, all we need to do is have the UI built, which uh, uh, we have uh, meetings scheduled with the front-end devs who will build that, and they're available. Uh, we just needed to decide whether we're going to move on that before Scratch or after Scratching, which... Uh, we'll know in the next couple of days after we work, run some tests on uh, Dogs Roulette and make sure that it is ready to go, right? Uh, so uh, that's kind of the state of uh, of everything. Uh, we got a ton going on. Uh, we're getting a ton done. Uh, this has really been the first week that everybody has been back from uh, you know Monday to Friday, able to put in full days since the holidays and we're just you know we're, we're crushing it so let me just look at what we have uh scheduled coming up for marketing uh uh so uh tomorrow crypto bape uh has a premiere uh countdown started that will be going live on saturday uh we have uh google and youtube ads going live today they actually went live 10 minutes before we got into this call uh, we have uh, a new contest that we're going to be starting on Monday. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the previous marketing manager really dropped the ball on the last uh, the last contest, and we only ended up getting like uh, like like uh, not even a fraction of one percent of the people that engaged with it last time. So we're basically going to scrap that contest and uh, start a fresh one and. Um, and we're going to be starting that Monday, right? And we're going to use that to uh, really push um, some of the uh, the promos that we have already scheduled. Um, we have three big top, I would say top 10 crypto YouTubers right now. Two of them are, are, are locked in. One of them, uh, we have the opportunity to do a uh, interview with him this weekend. Um, I'm waiting to hear back because he's actually friends with one of our DAO members. And uh, we were waiting to hear back from the DAO member uh, because he said that, hey, look, it'd be a great co-promotion. He'd probably be willing to do it just for the co-promotion. Uh, let me reach out to him. We were waiting for him to get back to us. And uh, he uh, was taking a long time to get back to us. So we reached out directly. We uh, we we. Uh, spoke with him. We got uh, we got a, a, an available dates that they're available, and we agreed upon a rate that we would be willing to pay. Uh, we spoke to the DAO member, and uh, and we're waiting for him to get back to us uh, by tomorrow to let us know whether he um, whether he had any success with that or not. And if not, then we're just going to go right with the uh, the rate that we decided on through the marketing team. And uh, as I said, 
that's uh that's locked in we just have to work out what specific day we'll we'll do it probably next week uh because uh he's available this weekend but uh we just want to uh if we could if we get on there as a co-promotion not have to pay for the promotion that's obviously a better uh thing to do so uh so that will likely be happening next week and the other two uh are one of them we're in the uh talks right now the other one it's locked in we just need to schedule it um and we have bluebird bazinga yahoo finance business insider and uh yahoo times five uh press releases coming out uh all this month and the main reason for this right is because we're going to use them for our uh the community to use them for the general exposure that you get be able to put them on our landing page we have some updates coming to our landing page that the marketing team has put together to just improve the landing page altogether um but also and maybe most importantly for search engine optimization purposes so we're going to hit a bunch of these press releases at the same time using specific terms that we know are working right now for search engine optimization. So when people put in these terms, our press releases about our project will come to the top of the list on Google. So when people type in DeFi, for example, our press releases will be at the top. And uh, that's where we are from there. Now, to kind of, because I saw someone talk about this uh, uh uh, bring this up a couple of days ago about uh, the Bloomberg article. So the state of, and I don't mean to bring up something that's a little bit of a, you know, a, a bummer at, at the end. I don't like to do that, but uh, it's not a bummer, but it is what it is. So our old marketing manager is the one that set that up. Uh, they set it up with a, um, a, a marketing firm called, uh, let me just bring it up. So I don't say the wrong name called uh centauri right and they uh pitched us that it was an unsponsored yahoo finance and bloomberg article and so what we did was we said okay let's let's do it right the prices are are somewhat reasonable and we we would love to get a bloomberg and a yahoo finance unsponsored article the yahoo finance uh unsponsored article comes out it's great we use the same journalist as the Bloomberg sponsored article. Uh, so we got multiple confirmations that it was an unsponsored article. Uh, we had the same journalist, everything. Uh, the Bloomberg one is uh, was set to come out. We had to give our last approval on it. And we noticed, uh, wait a minute, this isn't an article. This is a press release. And the thing is, articles cost like 4,000 times more than a press release. And also, you're extremely limited on what you're able to say in press releases as opposed to a general unsponsored article. So they wanted us to make all of these edits to it. They wanted us to um, uh, – and they wanted us it to be a, a press release instead of an article at essentially the same rate. We, we told them is no. First of all, if we wanted a press release, we could have gotten a press release and gotten it for a, a, a fifth of the price. Uh, not not a fifth of the price, but like five percent of the price, and also, um, we had a very specific narrative that we wanted to get across in this article that we could not get across in the press release. So either you need to give us our money back, or uh, you need to give us something that is equivalent 
to a Bloomberg article, plus something to uh, make up for the fact that you've wasted our time for uh, for over a month now. And they came back with a counter offer that was essentially uh, a uh, two additional press releases. And it, the money just doesn't make sense. That's not the correct rate. So what we told them is, uh, no, you need to give us your money back. We gave them 72 hours to give us our money back. Uh, the great thing about working with the firm that we're working with is they are a, uh, a, a the marketing firm that we're working with now. They are a licensed marketing firm in the U.S. Uh, they have offices in Dubai and connections in Dubai. Uh, Centuri is located in Dubai. And we could do a, uh, a formal uh, complaint and uh, essentially threaten legal, uh, legal action against them if they do not give us our money back. And it's not that much money. But still, like we, uh, you know, we're not going to let some small uh, firm play us like that and not use our money efficiently. So, uh, so that's on the table. So they have essentially seventy-two hours from two days ago. So they got like one more day to give us our money back on that. And uh, if they don't, then we will threaten uh, legal action, and then I'm sure they will give us the money because they don't want that. Uh, but. Uh, Anyways, these are things that uh, are associated with the the past marketing firm that we were working with. That is, uh, you know, we're not working with them anymore for good reasons, and uh, we got a, uh, we're having so much more progress with the new marketing firm. Um, and then uh, let me just uh, end this with one uh, super bullish update on something that we're working on. So. My, uh, I'm not going to give a ton of details on it because really this is something that, uh, uh, that's in the, the early stages, but it's something that I'm 100% committed to. Um, what, what my vision is moving forward, what I want to do, right, is focus on lending, privacy, and games, right? Because I think lending, privacy, and games are going to be uh, essentially the big movers in DeFi over the next five or so years. I think lending, mostly because there is no good liquid lending market in crypto, a decentralized one. Uh, it, it does not exist. And I have the logic and the, uh, the, the, uh, the system uh, put together that I know that we could build that would provide a liquid, uh, lending market that operates very similar to a DEX where anybody can create a lending pool, anybody can provide collateral to get a loan for essentially any asset, and as long as there's someone willing to give a loan and someone else willing to provide collateral to, to, to get the loan issued to them, they can create a lending pool. And the rates that people are paying on interest is relative to the amount of lenders, to the amount of collateral. And uh, this can be automated and set up very similar to a DEX. And it's going to revolutionize the space, right? Just the way that uh, DEXs revolutionized uh, the space by bringing in a liquid decentralized exchange market, this is going to revolutionize the space by bringing in a liquid decentralized lending market, right? It's going to be big. And this is one thing that I am fully committed to building, and I, well, I, I want to build it as part of Animal Farm, right? And then on top of that, uh, we want to build additional... Uh, lending options for Animal Farm that are not peer-to-peer -peer type of lending. For example, the single asset lending option, which uh, what we're looking at doing right now is the ability for people to stake single assets for that asset to be lent on the back end to 
a option of bridges and we're going we're going to use a yield aggregation model which is going to look at what bridge has the best rate for that asset that you're trying to stake and they'll be automatically uh they'll their asset will be automatically lent to the bridge that is providing the most yield and potentially we could open it up to 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 outside of bridges as well and, and for uh, LPs, we can open it to outside of PancakeSwap as well. But we want to we want to go with the low hanging fruit first, right? The things that we know is going to that we can do right now. So there's a handful of bridges, right? There's uh, Stargate, there's EddieSwap, and Stellar are the ones that, uh, seller, sorry, not Stellar, seller that we're looking at. And the model that we want to use is integrating all three of these bridges. Uh, the bridge that is led to on the back end is going to be determined by whatever one is providing the highest yield based on the asset that you want to stake. It's going to take the reward token that you're earning on the bridge through the back end uh, lending. It's going to sell it for the asset that you hold. So say you're staking BNB on our platform. It's single asset. That BNB will be earning on our incentive structure, so it'll be earning AFD, while it's being let out on the back end to whatever bridge has the best yield at the time. It's going to be earning the reward token of that bridge. That reward token is going to be sold for the asset that you have, in this case, BNB, and it's going to compound that BNB into your principal with a percentage of it going to supporting the dog pound and a percentage of it going to supporting the uh, the pig pen, right? So that way, it's building more cash flows for the dog pound and the pig pen, which uh, help strengthen our incentive structure and support our native assets while giving the utility of allowing you to earn yield on your uh, single asset uh, uh, tokens in a way that is auto-compounding. So you're earning the highest possible yield you can earn on your native asset that is being auto-compounded to you. So you're earning compound interest in the form of BNB or BUSD or whatever your native asset is, while you're also earning AFD, which is uh, you know which is backed by our whole incentive structure and also creating cash flows for uh, dog pound and pig pen, right? So. I just had a, a, a full uh, interview dev meeting yesterday with the new backend dev that we're going to be hiring uh, to work on this. And uh, this is this is the, the single asset lending option that, that we're going to be doing. So these are right now the two main lending utilities that I'm going to build for Animal Farm is the uh, yield aggregating bridge uh, lending auto compounding for single assets and uh, the uh, the full peer-to-peer DeFi uh, uh, liquid uh, liquid lending market, uh, which the bridge model is going to come first, right? Because that's something that uh, we're ready to go with, and uh, we're going to get working on uh, very shortly. The uh, the 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 other lending model is going to take a bit more work. So I see that coming out in uh, in, in like Q3 or, or definitely by the end of the year. But 
there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we want to get out before then. But the uh, the the single asset lending is going to be huge, right? It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a great utility for Animal Farm and create new cash flows and, and really be attractive to the people that want to earn yield on single assets through providing to bridges. Because not only is it going to auto compound for you, it's going to put you in whatever bridge is earning the most yield automatically. So this is a very, very powerful tool. There's billions of dollars in bridges, and we're going to attract uh, and basically uh, leech uh, the user base from these bridges by just providing more utility with the same benefits. Um, I want to do a a privacy option. This is something that... uh, uh, I don't, we don't have anything in the works with. It's just something that I'm very interested in doing, adding more privacy to smart contracts in general, uh, an improvement on Tornado Cash, which I do have very good ideas for that I do know how I would implement, utilizing some different ZK stocks and uh, factory contract protocols. But uh, we haven't actually started working on that yet, but that is something that I would like to do. And, and then games, right? Because... Uh, We've already started working on an auto battler game that is um, we we've we, we've taken a model that is it, a, a mobile game that is a non blockchain mobile game an auto battler that that has uh, hundreds of thousands of daily users that is extremely popular and has an awesome model that we can effectively adopt and uh, and, and put on chain. So it would be a very similar game, but we're doing verified fairness, uh, verified trustlessness, and the ability to wager on the outcomes of games and tournaments. So, uh, so, so that is something I'm very interested in doing, which we've already started working on. Uh, we have the Dogs of Fortune game, which is uh, the contracts for that are effectively finished, uh, but I'm not fully happy with it, right? Uh it's 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 a very cool game, a very fun game, but it's just I'm not willing to release anything just to release it, right? If we're releasing something, it has to be the best on the market, and it has to be something that is uh, that people are going to want to play, even if there's no money involved. And I and there's a couple things that we could do to the Dogs of Fortune game, such as implementing a team dynamic to it, which. Uh, which I think can take it over over the edge. Now the dogs roulette game, uh, I think that's we're ready to go with that because that is uh, that's a, a, a basic uh, like wagering roulette game. So that's a game that is uh, has a clear utility that people will play. That has uh, very little overhead as far as development. We're already uh, finished with it, and that will be burning uh, and removing dogs from circulation like like wildfire. So we want to, you know, that's something that we can move on now. Um, but this is um, this is where our focus will be this year. Now, one more bullish thing, right? That uh, that I want to talk about that uh, that we've opened the door to is super chats. And I don't want to, I, I, you know, I'm not going to get into uh, a lot of detail because I don't want to be giving any uh, info to competition, but. We're in talks right now with a company that does super chats, right? Uh, regular uh, credit and debit super chats. Their rate that they're offering is half the rate that YouTube offers. Uh, they're they're offering fifteen percent, uh, a fifteen percent fee on super chats. YouTube charges thirty percent. 
Twitch charges 50% and is going up to 70%. Where we want to create a model that charges half the rate of YouTube, it's going to charge like 12% of the rate of uh, Twitch and has a crypto option. So it, it will be a standardized way that will allow streamers to uh, accept crypto super chats that, that because it operates at the OBS level and not on the streaming platform level, works on all streaming platforms. Uh, and it will effectively allow uh, any, anybody that has an EVM compatible token to donate it to a streamer and have it trigger a super chat and the streamer will be able to choose what their preferred asset is and different thresholds for what will actually trigger a super chat. So for example, the streamer can choose, uh, I want my preferred asset to be BUSD. So now whenever anybody sends them a EVM compatible token to their wallet, right? It'll be one standardized EVM compatible wallet address. It gets automatically swapped to their preferred asset. And if it's over the threshold of the uh, the amount that the streamer chose to trigger super chat, it will trigger a super chat. And this way, not only can people utilize their crypto, but also they can do super chats at a much lower fee than any of the competition, whether that's in crypto or uh, or uh, or credit or debit. Of course, we wouldn't charge fifty percent for crypto; it would be more like something like five percent, and we can create incentives for our asset to be the, uh, the 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 preferred asset of the streamer. So, for example, if the preferred streamer chooses AFP as a preferred asset, they they pay a uh, less of a fee, so they get more of the money that's being donated to them. And we can even do things like have a small yield earned by it. So, if they keep their AFP in their uh, streamer balance. Uh, they're earning like 5% APY or something like that, which is not a ton, but it would offset the fees. So uh, there, uh, this is extremely exciting. Uh, there's a lot more that I could go into it with, uh, but uh, I don't want to give any more information to uh, anybody, you know, because it's something that we're, we're going to be focused heavy on. Um, the developers that are building uh, the drip stuff right now uh, will be finished with this stuff uh you know really the one thing that we're that we're uh kind of uh not stuck on but working through is the uh the additional functionality through the fiat on ramp thing which we're uh we're wrapping up right now and other than that we got the website designed uh the contracts are built we're ready to go so within the next week or two the drip stuff will be finished and uh we're gonna go right into uh where I'm going to put that dev team right into the 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 you you uh, the super chat uh, functionality because that's going to be massive, and um, I want to get on that right away, and just to make sure that we have a time edge here, uh, where we've already established communications to get a lot of the basic uh, technical details out of the way. So as soon as they're finished with the drip stuff, they can get right to the development side of the super chat functionality which is going to be massive. And this is, uh, I'm not going to get more into it, but 
trust me, guys, this is going to be one of the biggest things to uh, to hit DeFi in a while. I feel, and uh, and then there uh, just to talk about Drip a little bit more. Uh, I got out of a meeting, uh, I believe yesterday, with uh, a development team that are building games for Drip. Uh, I got a chance to check out the games. Uh, one of them is a platformer. One of them is a shooter, like a uh, uh, you're in a little uh, 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 aircraft, uh, like spaceship, and you're shooting things. And basically, the way they have their game set up is uh, there's a buy-in, so you pay... Uh, whatever it is, two drip, five drip to, to play the game like an arcade. And 50% of that drip is, uh, is burned. Uh, so it's removing drip from circulation. The other 50% of the drip is, um, it, it is used for prizes and it's, it's not just individual prizes, but team based prizes. So you're, so you'll be able to compete playing these games with your drip teams and there'll be like monthly and weekly uh competitions where the winner of these competitions will get uh drip airdrops which are coming from the uh the money that people are paying to play the games right and this is uh this is it, the games look very cool uh they're you know they're quality games that you would play on a uh, like a mobile game or that you would get on steam um the main thing is that I had to speak with them about is the games. We need to make sure that the games are hardened against cheating. And uh, the more complex you make a game, the more vulnerable it is to cheating uh, because uh, th there are just more vectors to exploit. So, um, the th you know, the, the kind of conversation that we had is their one of the developers' perspective was, well, even if there was someone cheating, they're still paying the drip and there's still more drip being burned than being paid out. So regardless, even if someone's cheating, it's still going to be super positive for drip. And of course, my response to that was yes. But if uh, if the only people that are winning are cheating, no one's going to want to play. So the games need to be fun, enjoyable and fair. And that's the whole point of uh, doing things on a blockchain. So uh, so that's where we're at now. Uh, on the tw they say on the twentieth they'll they should be at a point where everything's developed for the games and we need to make that decision on uh, whether we're gonna say okay let's go with it or let's focus on something else do another game but uh, that's gonna be big for drip and we would love to get that out at the same time as uh, as the UI now um, the fiat on ramp. We're most likely going to go with the second option, which allows for uh, contract integration. And what that will allow people to do is buy into the game with uh, with with being with you know their credit or debit. So we know it's fresh capital coming in, and potentially uh, get an additional prize in the game, give additional incentives for fresh money coming in, essentially. And um, uh, there's a, there's a lot more we could do on that end as far as creating incentive structures. Once we have the fiat on ramp, um, and uh, to th as I already described, the fiat on ramp uh, decisions that we have to make right now is one of them is saying that effectively one of them is saying that yes, they can do 
the additional integration, but it's going to take uh, it's going to take two months, and it's going to cost uh, a shitload of money. And then the other one is saying we can do it right now. We can get it done in a week, but it's going to cost like double what the other one was charging to do uh, a regular integration without the smart contracts. And uh, but I just got out of a call with my development team, and we think that we can get it done uh, in a way that does not require a bunch of extra work from the Fiat on-ramp side, and potentially we could get it done for like 90% less. And we're talking about six figures, right? So it's not, you know, it's, uh, I want to make sure that we're uh, we're using our money appropriately. We're not just saying, okay, let's just spend $150,000 on this. If potentially we could do it in another way and only spend 10 or 15,000. So um, we're getting it done. You know, you guys should know that regardless of whether we were having this negotiation back and forth right now, the dev team would still be needed to spend this time developing. So it's not, you know, we're just using the time most efficiently uh, to make sure we get the best rate while the team's doing this. But, uh, you know, we're cooking at all cylinders now. The whole team is very motivated. And and um, you, you guys are going to start seeing a lot of uh, marketing and development being delivered, starting with the uh, migration next Thursday. So uh, that's all I got. Uh, I, next Thursday, we'll be doing the... Um, uh, the call will essentially be uh, uh, the voice chat will essentially be talking about the migration, right? Because it's going to be happening on the migration. I would like to have uh, one AMA in between that where I just get to answer uh, community questions. So I'm going to have BP uh, schedule that for next week. And uh, other than that, guys, uh, we, we got a ton going on. I could go on forever. I got the uh, development team uh, that I want to go over dogs roulette with and that stuff waiting for me. So I'm going to hop off for now, but, uh, I appreciate all you guys. And, uh, I hope you're excited as me. Uh, I don't see any other teams out there putting in the kind of work that we're putting in. And now's the time to benefit from that as uh, an early investor. So, uh, thank you guys. And, uh, I'll see you later.